grace, mercy and peace be with you. Good morning to everyone joining us today. Our service comes from Sheffield and from the chapel at the Wilson Carlisle Centre, which is the home of Church Army. My name is Peter Rouch and I'm the Chief Executive of Church Army and leader of the Church Army Mission Community. From the many members of that community living and working across England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales, I bid you welcome. Today's service follows the usual format of a service of the Word in the Church of England, so please do join in the liturgy at home as we go. Grace of God has dawned upon the world with healing for all. Let us come to him in sorrow for our sins, seeking healing and salvation. God, be gracious to us and bless us, and make your face shine upon us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May your ways be known upon earth, your saving power among the nations. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You, Lord, have made known your salvation and reveal your justice in the sight of the nations. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy upon you, forgive you your sins, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading comes from the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armour of God, so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armour of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, with and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put the breastplate of righteousness also. The shoes of your feet put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these things take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, Pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. To the end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the Gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Our Gospel reading comes from the Gospel according to John, chapter 6, beginning at verse 56. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirits life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one who would betray him. And he said, for this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For our sermon, I invite you to join me in the courtyard of the Wilson Carlisle Centre outside. I've joined, joined Church Army recently enough for the humorous comments to still be quite fresh in my mind. Oh, do we have to call you General now? Or you finally got your marching orders? Along with other organisations like, say, the Salvation Army, Church Army was founded in an age of empire when it was far less common to take a critical approach to images drawn from military life. Nowadays, the army element of our name is perhaps the thing that provokes most questions from those who don't know our work. It's unsurprising then that my eyes are drawn today to our first reading from the letter to the Ephesians with its images of swords and breastplates and arrows. Some of us have probably heard this passage read uncountable times, but these are words that might be greeted with a degree of puzzlement by the unfamiliar. We frame our vision of the world through images, signs and symbols. The very languages in which we experience life have something of the character of signs and symbols about them. Yet those signs and symbols can also confuse those who don't know them. So it's a good idea for us today to ponder the signs and the symbols that Paul uses as he writes to the church in Ephesus, lest we fall into the trap of seeing aggression lurking behind what he has to write. Because that's far from Paul's intent, and we'll realise that if we listen carefully to what he has to say. The first thing that Paul mentions is a belt. 
and on such a belt a soldier would presumably have hung all manner of vital equipment. For the modern soldier, the webbing pouches that festoon the body are central to their ability to function. Everything sits in those. And the belt, in this case, is a belt of truth. And just as the webbing pouches and the soldier's belt for us, truth is central to our ability to function. A lot hangs on it. We may at times honestly disagree over what the truth of a particular matter is. Nevertheless, a shared commitment to the idea that there is such a thing as truth and that we're accountable to it. It's critical in our ability to share life with each other. Like a soldier's belt, a huge amount hangs on this idea of truth. Those who manipulate the presentation of events to hide from the truth, or who deny accountability to a standard of truth, are attacking a foundation of human life and human order. Paul will have none of it. Commitment to the centrality and authority of truth is intrinsic to his vision of life in Christ. The breastplate of righteousness is similar. Righteousness, to live consistently by the standards we understand to be good and right, it's a protection to us. It defends us from the erosion of our integrity. It takes that shared commitment to truth and makes it personal, makes it part of who we are. The shield of faith, to extinguish the flaming arrows of evil. I don't know how things are with you, but so often when I get things wrong in life, it's because I've allowed my heart to wander from the ultimate good that God intends. I become mesmerized by the glitter of the immediate, the pulsating of fear and desire in the present moment. Yet faith looks beyond the present, or I suppose to be more precise, it sees the present moment in the light of the eternal purposes of God. That longer view helps us manage our fears and desires in the present moment. The helmet of salvation. It's also protective. It protects the head, the sort of the seat of thought and of reason that are so much part of our commitment to truth. Interestingly, this protective element is of salvation. Our thought life is protected not so much by what we are, but who God is, what God does, by salvation, which is the work of God from start to finish. And then there's the sword of the Spirit. The sword is the only item that Paul names that is obviously offensive in nature. And interestingly, it is not ours to command. The sword is of the Spirit. Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord, says the book of Isaiah, or as his counsellor has instructed him? Or from the Gospel of John, the wind blows where it will, you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. If by any measure the sword in Paul's vision is a weapon, well, at least it's not ours to command rests in the hands of God. Instead, we are to equip ourselves with everything that will enable us to proclaim a gospel of peace. Far from a casual and ill-advised resort to images of violence and oppression, 
Every military item that Paul names is protective, except for the sword. And that is laid not in our hands, but in the hands of God. Paul uses these metaphors to invite us to be bringers of peace. The shoes for your feet, he writes, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim a gospel of peace. May that peace be both the gift we receive and the gift we give today. Amen. Let us declare our faith. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our second hymn this morning is a modern Do justly, love mercy, walk humbly.
to sessions today around the words of our last song, asking God to empower our lives with his Holy Spirit, that we may do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with him. So let us pray. God of justice and source of all that is true and just, we pray for justice in our world. We hold before you in our hearts those whom we know who taste injustice daily. We remember those who are marginalised by poverty and discrimination, people displaced from their homes at the whim and will of the powerful, cultures and societies that are oppressed. And we pray also for those who from fear of loss or lust or power manipulate and hide from truth and the demands of justice, that your justice may come to them also, come to them as revelation, come to them as judgment, that there might be change for good in our world. We pray for our own nation, where financial constraint has restricted the access of the poor to the justice of our cause, where debates continue about the right of public protest and the role and powers of the police. Grant, Lord, to those whose privilege and responsibility it is to lead our country, the insight to see truth, and grant to us all the courage to seek justice. Lord of justice, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. God of mercy, in you justice and mercy have met and kissed. Look with mercy, we pray, on the sufferings of our world. We pray for your mercy on the people of Afghanistan. As Western troops leave and the tribal and religious patterns of the centuries reassert themselves, we pray that what cannot be achieved by armed conflict might take shape in the emerging Afghanistan under the guidance of your spirit. That national and religious identity might be learned and live with mercy towards the diversity of the country's people. We pray also for the countries of the Western world who sought to bring order there to a troubled nation, that there might be reflection for us, learning for us, and repentance for us. Learn about our own ways of life and the ways in which we seek to intervene in the affairs of the world. May we find wisdom and learn the ways of us. For your mercy we pray upon all who suffer in body, mind or spirit. We hold before you our own struggles and those of people known to us and fear to we ask for your mercy for those who continue to suffer from the effects of the pandemic. And we ask for wisdom for those whose decisions chart our path on a difficult journey. Lord of mercy, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, who in Jesus Christ humbled himself to the death of the cross, grant us, we pray, the grace to learn the lessons of humility. 
We pray that as a church you would help us to live our faith in ways that are bolder, simpler and humbler. That the life and mission of your church might be drenched with the cross-shaped character of your love, made known to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. In humility, Lord Jesus Christ, you laid down your life, that in laying down your own in humble response, each of us might receive life as your gift. Confident then in your justice, mercy and humility, we give thanks for the lives of all who have gone before us, who know the eternal truth of that for which in faith we yearn. Grant us, we pray with them, a share in your eternal kingdom. God of humility, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In a moment of silence, let each of us make to God our own private prayers and petitions. justice, mercy and humility, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray, and to give more than either we desire or deserve. Pour down upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things which our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Either at home or here in the chapel, of Church Army, let us join together in the words of the Lord's Prayer in its modern version. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, establish, strengthen, and settle you in the faith. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest upon and all those whom you love, this day and evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for our service from the Chapel of Wilson Carlisle Centre, the home of Church Army. Here at Church Army, our vision and mission is for everyone everywhere to encounter God's love and be empowered to transform their communities through faith shared in words of action. We pray for you that from wherever you are joining us today, you will find God's power to transform through your words and actions 
in the week that is ahead. Our service ends with our closing hymn. Guide me, O thou great redeemer. God bless.